Welcome to... <laughs> oh, God. Brunch. Hit it, boys. Welcome to podcast time here on The Buzz. We're talking everything from movies to Judge Judy, from Oscars to Boscars, from from sounds to mounds, bars, everything on The Buzz. We're taking your calls. It's I the gotta buzz. tell you, can't care about these movies. Can't. All over Hollywood, it's all politics. You're care- I did see, I saw Jerry Remy on, uh, did you see Jerry Remy? No. Talking about that? No. Okay. So I'm not going to talk too much about it because it's on a show that's on a different network. network. Yes. But I caught a second of they had like a segment where it was like Ask Jerry Remy. And it was like, uh, well, what are your thoughts on the Oscars this year? And I only saw like three seconds of his answer. But I, it was an what okay I gleaned answer, from it huh? was he was skipping the which movies did you see part. And jumping right to, <laughs> as long as they don't get up there and talk about their politics, I don't care. I don't okay. know. I like to know. I like to know what everyone's politics are when they get up there. Like I'm not necessi- I'm not always like, uh, who'd you vote for this election? Like I'm going to tell you everything about my politics. But I don't know. Like, hey, what do you go up about? there and volunteer some like personal information <laughs> about themselves? I'm not. I'm not turning it off. Yeah, it's true. Like it's if just... Michelle Williams went up one of these times, she was like. I like Dick Cheney, and then walked away. Everyone would be like, "Damn, didn't see that coming." Like she get canceled it's by pretty cool by some she... people, but like it, it'd also be like interesting just to be like, "Oh, so Michelle Michelle Williams, a Dick Cheney stan." That's something I that I didn't see know. Her hanging in the back of uh, there was a video that was like just a reminder whenever when everyone acts all high and mighty uh, at award shows, and it was like. Everybody going up, thanking Harvey Weinstein. There was a shot of Michelle Williams like looking at Harvey Weinstein so lovingly, and the the, the whole movie, the whole like clip messes you up and reminds you like all of these people just they're what's the what's the expression like you go you go along to get along kind of thing. Sure, they're like we're all making money, yeah. so. You know what? We'll we'll let uh, that shit happens. We'll let this crash and burn some other way, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, like that's the Harvey Weinstein portion of today's <laughs> podcast. Didn't think we'd it's go podcast there. time. Uh, yeah, no, like I, I I'll take uh, I'll take some politics over like a very boring, very uh, like oh this god, just put me to sleep sort of speech. I liked the kid at the Golden Globes that went up and was like, "Look, you guys don't know who I am. I'm gonna keep." <laughs> Did you see him? No. He went up and he. I don't know if he was an actor or director or something. He was like, "Look, none of you guys have seen my show. You probably think that like you're probably looking at me and think that this must be like an editing award or something. <laughs> Whatever, it's fine. <laughs> that's the uh, that's the thing. It's like uh, the, the worst part of the the Oscars is like." These these people who get like the behind the scenes awards mm-hmm. and they go up on stage and it's just like an absolute train wreck because they're they're not like professional presenters or like yeah. not used as long to being as everyone there parents. knows who it is. I don't know. Like as long as I'm not saying that they don't deserve to be up there, but that's usually where like the real train wreck happens. No, that's shows. what I'm saying. Like if they go up there and they're like, I know all the people here, mm-hmm. then they're it's going to be cool. Right. But if they go up there. And they're like, oh my god, no! Oh man, I can see, me. I can see Tom Hanks over there. This is so crazy. And I'm like, Tom Hanks seems like a friendly guy. I bet if you're around Tom Hanks, sometimes 
you would have spoken with him. Mm-hmm. Now you're this non-Tom Hanks, <laughs> no in person up there. We're taking you less seriously by the minute. I've got a uh, Oscars question. Did you listen to Harry Styles' album at all? No, I didn't at all. I didn't. I I caught the. Uh, well, I know why you didn't. It's because it's, it's music. I'm, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm out on music, it but I'm music in on album. Harry Styles. Yeah, don't care about his music. I'm just down to objectify the hell out of that I feel hot like guy. A, th- a third of the Instagram stories I see are screen grabs or whatever, or the thing where you can post a song to Instagram, mm-hmm. and it's that album cover, which is very interesting. It's a cool album cover. It's like the fish lens thing. Oh yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. wearing uh, bell bottoms. I believe yeah, yep. he's wearing some white bell bottoms and a. He's got a, a pink cool shirt tucked in. Yeah, he seems like a cool guy. I didn't check out this album at all. I wonder why. I'd only seen the uh, the Backyard Orgy music video. You see that one? There's a song called Backyard Orgy. No, it's just the music video is basically a Backyard Orgy. Okay, I'm, I'm, I just pulled up the uh, the Wikipedia of this album, which is called Fine Line. Okay. We're going to discuss this album a little bit. Uh, these songs are Golden, Watermelon Sugar, I see everybody talk about, mm-hmm. Adore You. Was that what it was from? I don't know. Lights up could have been from that. Yeah, I think that was it. Are you sure? No, I'm gonna name the other ones. And okay. maybe, you're, Am I gonna have to guess? Happen. You're gonna say like yes, and then I'm gonna name two more. You're gonna be like, no, it was that. Yeah, probably. Okay, uh, cherry. It's not cherry. Falling, not falling. Writers are Styles and Thomas Hull, who I believe is Kid Harpoon. Yeah, that's Kid Harpoon. So this is that's not a Heim cover. Uh, to be so lonely was it that? Nope. Was it she? I don't think so. Was it Roland? Who's this Roland? Oh, Mitch Roland. I was like, yo, he's got Kelly Roland writing his songs. I'm about to listen to it now. Uh, Sunflower Volume 6? No. Don't hate the idea of putting out a song called Sunflower Volume 6 because with- Post Malone put one out. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, Vampire Weekend put out a Sunflower with uh, Steve Lacey. A lot of songs called Sunflower right now. I like just assuming by the time this song comes out, there's <laughs> going to be like three more. So this will be... Uh, volume six uh canyon moon was it canyon moon no was it treat people with kindness no was it the title track fine line i don't believe so interesting move as we break down this album the title track is the final song i like that move i feel like it's interesting i bet if if we were to really break it down and go through these you'd find that title tracks are in certainly on the first side of an album but I would say in like the first two, three songs. Yeah, usually. I mean, I feel like usually it's number one, right? In a large majority of instances, but like usually always in like the first three or four. But you could have some. Uh, Lover have, was two. What's that? Was Lover was two? Oh, that's a good Taylor Swift's. I believe. Let me see, uh, Lover Taylor Swift. Um, I was going to say, two is quite common because you have some sort of like intro. intro. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, we got a we got a new Patreon person who uh, just paid us because he likes occasional Ween references. Uh, Ween's classic album, The Mollusk, does this. Their first song on the album is I'm Dancing in the Show Tonight, and it's a very silly uh, song about getting ready to do a show. And then the second song. Is the mall? Yeah, I think that's a that's like uh, a, a common practice because Some, uh, a lot of the times, like you have you have a song that you want the album to center around, but it's not always a song that is great to lead off an album. Right. Uh, let's see. Some nights by Fun, I believe, did this. I think they had a song called "Some Nights" intro or something, and then yeah, what? Do we, where are we? Give me the. Are you not giving me the tracklist thing, Wikipedia? Uh, 
Oh no, it's, it's oh, this. No. I'm on the Sum Nights song mm-hmm. Wikipedia page. Okay, it went Sum Nights intro, and then Sum Nights, and then We Are Young, which hilariously i still laugh every time i see that, that song says featuring janelle monet because she's yeah. in that song and like they used her for like three seconds but on paper you see like oh that was whoa, my first fun exposure and janelle monet did a song you'd think i don't know it'd be a little more give and take <laughs> you right. like show off the like just basically use nate and janelle to just go the hell off well that's like uh that's like when john mayer did a song with taylor swift and uh and it was, I think, half of my heart, and she just like was barely in it. Ah. That was like when they were doing so weird just, stuff together. Oh, that's mm, I don't know. How do we feel about? Let's let's get into age difference. I like talk. to pretend that didn't exist. Oh, I definitely <laughs> like to pretend that didn't exist. Um, people given. We're gonna get back to uh, <laughs> okay. Just the a sidebar. Harry Styles album. What's it called? Lover. Uh, the the page. I'm going through the, all the page. The tabs I have up. It's not the mollusk. It's not lover. It's fine line. We're going to get back to that. But there was some uh, age difference talk yeah. this week because everyone found out that Florence Pugh, whom I look up to, I uh, I just used whom correctly, but then I added a sentence with uh, preposition. Uh, oh, to whom I look up. Now you're still ending it with a... This is, that's, that's some interesting <laughs> sentence structure talk. Anyway, uh, who inspires me, mm-hmm. who is uh, an adult to my child... <laughs> Is dating forty-four-year-old Zach Breff. People yeah, how pissed. old is Florence Pugh? She's got to be 23, 24, 25, something like that. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I mean, I, I but got, it's like I but Zach Breff seems like a like a, just a child, right? Just a child in a, in that's a true. Old middle-aged a man's child. body. But I'll tell you, I mean, I've never we like we've never talked about we we all we do is talk about how much we love. Uh, Florence Pugh. If Never either one once of us was like, her. how hot? Yeah, we'd, 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 we'd like, both be like, excuse me. Well, that's easy. What I, I kind of like. I kind of saw. I saw Jerry Thornton post about like, oh, th- so glad Florence Pugh like posted a, a shirtless or a celebrated her Oscar nomination with a topless photo. And I was like, hey, hey, yeah, that's my like, kid. Yeah, don't talk about my sister that way. Right. It's like I'm very protective over Florence Pugh. I, yes. I don't want to uh, objectify her. She's very pretty. And I was going to say, and now, like, you want to have the conversation? She's a beautiful person. But I just, but, she's special to me. Right. And when you call, I don't know, I'll tell you this. I'm, I think I'm out on calling people hot unless it's a guy, which that's like a, like, the, I guess that's news like seven years ago. <laughs> yeah. But it's like that what this podcast was founded exactly. upon. Exactly. Yeah, right. I was Yeah. Like a million years of this podcast. You know what? I often don't say that girl's hot. I more do it. Yeah. With, uh, I don't know. I, 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 I think I've always kind of been out on the sitting around how hot is this person. So what about the age you, difference thing? What's that? What about the age difference thing? I don't know. I was discussing this uh, with who, who has a young girlfriend these days. It might be uh, Gavin Rossdale. Okay. Might you know who Gavin Rossdale nope. is? Really? No. Man, he's the lead singer of Bush. Oh, well. Um, but you could you would know music. you might know him uh as Gwen Stefani's longtime husband. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you know who Blake Shelton is? Yes, I know who that guy is. Cool. Stinks. They do a song together. They he has some okay songs, but 
they do a song together called "You Make It Feel Like Christmas." Can we break this down <laughs> yes, on the podcast? Yeah. Okay. Wait, if I we a, somehow missed that, I have a I have a question for you yep. uh, about uh, like the age difference. About thing. Harry Styles. Album. No, about yes. the age difference thing. Uh, what's the deal with girlfriend parents? <laughs> <laughs> Why are girlfriend parents the same age as you? <laughs> what is the math? Oh, I gotta go okay. to prom next weekend. Oh, prom! <laughs> <laughs> I got two proms. Uh, uh, so was this guy? Yeah, it was. This guy, I think it was uh, Gavin Rossdale had a young girlfriend or something. And if he doesn't, uh, apologies. My theory is, and this could upset some people, but whatever. If you know me, you know me. I don't believe that there is a the one. I believe that there are roughly 10,000. Yes, mm-hmm. there are roughly 10. So I've probably said this before. Yes, we uh, had this discussion like two or three weeks ago. Really? <laughs> yeah. Good. All right. There are roughly 10,000 people for you. Dwight Schrute made this point one time on The Office after I had come up with this independently. He said something like, well, there are so many people on the planet and however many of them live in Asia. Like when he's, I, I think when talking about the idea of the one, I think that there is like probably 10,000 ones for all of us i, th- I don't I think know though that any of them are like 25 years younger than any of us i don't know i i think i'm like, also a big like hey whatever makes you happy guy. right and i also think that like as soon as you you get to like adulthood and i don't know what number you want to put big on that agree with this. who the fuck cares right. like it doesn't matter right uh I'm just gonna go through like my book. I mean, it is sayings, weird. But... When it, it's weird, like when it's like a fucking like 75 year old who's like pretty close to death, right? And, it's, and then like a Dating 25 like a year old. Yes. That's really weird and and like sort of creepy. But like again, if both people are happy, then who cares? Like right. do whatever you, you want. Age, I don't give a shit. <laughs> as you age, if you're I don't know, if you're like 24 dating a 20 year old, it's kind of like. I think people would see that as kind of weird, right? Yeah. You, well, yeah, because like the, the twenty-year-old is not yet an adult, right? It's somebody who's okay, like in right. college. They can't if you're go 30, drink. But but if you're thirty-five dating a twenty-five-year-old, people are like, yeah, who, who cares? Yeah, who cares? Right. But but then once you're, I don't know, the 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 forty-four, twenty-three, whatever she is. And again, I am not like knocking them. I'm just giving my thoughts on the idea of that. Like yeah. I, I I've never been in a. 44 versus <laughs> versus uh, like 23 year old relationship yeah maybe when i turn 23 i'll look into it but so that's the uh, florence pew news she that's did i florence pew dating advice segment <laughs> when i learned th- when i learned this which apparently i'm Randy more mad up forever by the way now. i'm more mad that like just like zach braff is dating florence pew I'm like I like I love Scrubs. I think Zach Braff's probably a, a, a decent enough guy. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, not good enough for my daughter. Who do I want? This is no. This is so weird. But if you had your brother. You about who do you want to date? No, you can't. Who do you want to date? You can't <laughs> Florence do Pugh instead of Zach Braff. We're recasting we <laughs> recasting Florence Pugh's relationship. Awful. Not uh, doing that. Yeah. But I would pick like Lil Nas X or something. Okay. Um, okay. So um, back to <laughs> The Mollusk by Ween. Um, the final, fine line, Harry Styles album. It was put out on by uh, Columbia Records. It's genres, uh, according to Wikipedia, are 
Let's let's play guess that genre on the buzz. All right, there are three genres it's listed as. Okay. All three of which are hyperlinked because it's Wikipedia. Okay. Uh, the first is def or one of them is definitely pop. We have pop. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say rock. Rock. Uh, and I'm gonna say alternative. Nope. Uh, uh, funk. Nope. It's Damn. right. It's right under your nose. Pop it's rock. Pop rock. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was gonna say you've you've said both of these words. You'd be like that seems uh, stupid. Dating and <laughs> Shelton. <laughs> that seems stupid. If you're yeah. if you're classified as pop and rock, you shouldn't have I don't to. No, like seems the, a little bit repetitive. Right. Because I remember when I was like a kid when Matchbox Twenty came out, I was like, "What does this classify as?" Because like the Beatles are rock and roll. I feel like people. I was confused when people started throwing around rock when I was a kid. And they were like, oh, this is a rock song. I've always thought that music like, genres are pretty stupid. Is that not rock and roll? And there's like differences. Yeah, there's I think that, I think that music player. genre is pretty stupid. Why? Just because like it's everything that like fall like, – everything that people try to like classify as yeah. rock and stuff. Like I feel like that makes – that produces uh, Greta Van Fleet. They're like, I need a rock band. Right, and right. It's, <laughs> so it's just like what you already have in your mind and what you already know. Yeah. And you're like, that's rock. That's a very good point. Like if you're, if you're like, hey, I want to come up with like a funk song, then you're automatically going to sit down and you should be like. It's like, it's, uh, it's like a Bruno Mars kind of like effect it's where formulae. it's like it, 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 you, it are, you are so derivative. Yes. That you, which is like there's nothing wrong with being derivative, right. I guess. But like. Oh, I, you, I support it. You're not you're not going to think outside the box and like say like when Lil Nas X comes out. Yeah. And that was that was definitely a country song. Mm-hmm. But people were like because it was a little bit different. People were like, that's not fucking country. Right. Even though that who sings if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. If it's meant to which be, it's meant to I've be. I've long, I've long contended was not meant to be a song. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, who does sing that? That song? song uses like a trap beat and everything. It uses like the, like the, the hi hat sixteenth note. Oh, that's Florida Georgia Line. That's Florida Georgia Line. BB Rexa and Florida Georgia Line. Dan and Shay's not involved. No, really? Yeah. That's Florida Georgia Line? Yeah. What else is Florida Georgia Line saying? Why, do you like that song? Dude. No. I was going to say. I said I contended okay. it was not meant to be a song. <laughs> okay, yeah. I was going to say, like, because I know that Florida Georgia Florida Line. Florida Georgia Line did a song. Like the bane of your existence. Didn't they do a song with the Chainsmokers? Yeah. What a douchebag off that must have been. <laughs> See, how did how did they check their egos at the door and just come together for the sake of the, of douchebaggery? Like, hey, this isn't about this isn't about individual egos. This is about <laughs> us all coming together and doing the douchiest thing anyone's ever heard. Okay, this like, isn't about anybody any one who, of us. Anybody who tried to produce that song just had to like <sighs> go into quarantine for weeks. But I think there's a difference there, like. I I look at the chain. I gotta look that up. Who mixed the? <laughs> because 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 are uh, they alive? Chain, what chain, happened to them? Uh, chain smokers probably produced it. So they sucked. I don't know. Like whoever engineered it, someone who's just like standing around, like plugging stuff in and like hearing all the ideas suggested. Like, what if we did this? What if we? Yo, look at this chick. <laughs> like the, like half the songwriting was them like taking out their phones, being like, "How about this chick?" 
but I think that, that, that the, I think the Midsommar. chain smokers are like a tiny bit like self-aware. I think so. I mean, selfie was so self-aware. Yeah, yeah. They're like this selfie and the chain smokers. I feel there's like some overlap there with Father John Misty, where Father John Misty's telling you. Everything is stupid. <laughs> Entertainment is stupid. This is just all a contest to see which kind of stupidity can get your attention. And I think the chain smokers know that. I so I think the chain smokers are like the EDM world is like full of douchebags and right. like we for sure want to be in there. Right. But like we know we're kind of douchebags. Right. Well, so like I respect them for what that. Was the thing on their website, they uh listed their combined uh Endowment? <laughs> Wait, was that them or was that Twenty One Pilots? I don't think Twenty One Pilots like was listing that stuff. No, they were. Oh, they were dropping their pants. Yeah, they were. They like, we said if we ever won an award, we would drop our pants. Like, then take it back. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think Mike Vrabel is going to actually cut right. off his. When dick. you won the award, they weren't like. And if you'll remember, you said you were going to drop your pants, so you got to do it. Oh yeah. Uh, Chainsmokers, a combined 17.34 inches of their penises, tip to tip. (sighs) (laughs) Yikes. so stupid. That is unbelievable. Like, we never have to worry about being douchebags. Oh, my God. You know how good that feels? We never have to worry about being the douchiest white guys in the world. That's true. The bar has been set so high. Can I read you this? This is from Jezebel. Uh, Taggart and Paul... Uh, who are admittedly uh, quote-unquote girl crazy and consider quote-unquote pussy to be quote-unquote number one claim that their dicks when quote-unquote tip-to-tip are 17.34 inches combined. If we're to believe that the average length of an average average penis is just above five five inches, this is an impressive number. (laughs) Who wrote this? Uh, Jezebel. Jezebel? I saw a listicle thing that was like... When I looked, How did I not know when that I this looked happened? up uh, Zach Braff, Florence Pugh, it was like Zach Braff and Florence Pugh are dating, and you won't believe what Florence Pugh said about it. And I was like, right, I got to find out. So I clicked on it, and it was like the. Lo- I'll look this up right now. It's unbelievable. It it was like a listicle thing, and it took me so long to read. It had, and it <laughs> it it just said one little tidbit. Let's see. Uh, I do like the idea of like maybe like couples coming out and being like, "Hey, it's like Florence Pugh and Zach Braff. It's like, hey, the the combined penis length of this relationship is four inches." <laughs> All right, Florence Pugh had a blunt response to a fan who mocked her age difference with Zach Braff. Subhead. Alrighty then. <laughs> By what website is this? Buzzfeed. By okay, Stephen Laconti, who is a staff writer. Mm. Shouts Steve. By now, you hopefully know Florence Pugh, star of Midsommar and Little Women, among many other credits. Photo by Tim P. Whitby, Getty Images. But one thing you might not, all caps, know about Florence Pugh is that she's currently dating Zach Braff. Yes. Like Zach Braff from Scrubs in Garden State, etc. Four exclamation points. Photo by Mike Coppola. Getty Images. Some people have been surprised to learn that Florence and Zach are a couple. 
considering the 21-year age difference between them. Florence is 23, and Zach is 44. Two separate Getty Image pictures put together. Who but gets when the credit? someone they no credit they oh, did, they, wow. did the, they did the old we're gonna put the we're gonna put it in a Photoshop <laughs> thing side by side and then you we're just gonna say Getty Images. Hmm. But when someone made a shady remark about their age gap this weekend, Florence was having caps lock none, none of it of it gif courtesy of bravo oh my god that is so stupid <laughs> it's a gif of it's not uh, even a florence few bravo no just a, a person say, like it's just a shocked face from bravo yeah great cool it all started when florence posted the following photo on instagram instagram.com Just it's a picture of her. It's photo pretty at sweet. Green Blatt's Delicatessen Restaurant and Fine. That's what's called? Oh, and Fine Something. I okay. Imagine. Fine. Fine ladies. It's yes. a nice nice picture of Florence. Very pretty. Cool outfit. Got a nice little crop. T- is that a crop top uh, sweatshirt she's got going on? Or is it just lifted up because she's Perhaps. pointing? I, th- I think it might be because she's uh, pointing She's up. pointing to the sky. Zach commented on that photo with a princess emoji. I suppose to let us know that Florence is his princess. It's a bit of a leap, Stephen. I'll allow it. Now you can see there. That's okay. Zach checkmarked, and he's using a white princess. I think that's a queen emoji, so I think Stephen's doing some uh, pretty pretty shady reporting here. Is there an older uh, <laughs> oh, she, uh, is he is he assuming that she's a princess because she's because so young? She's a kid. <laughs> Let's see. Are there other? We're doing we're doing this live. This was not planned. Live we are checking. Report. We are checking if there is an older woman wearing a queen crown, or if it's like the Oscars and there's just an older man wearing a crown. <laughs> Let's see. This was not pre-planned. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm, when you type into iMessage, it brings you up the suggested uh, emoji. Okay. So I'm gonna type in Queen. I'm ready to make a call on this. <clears throat> yep. I'm ready to make a call on this, Pete. You nailed it. This is the only emoji of a woman with a crown. There's no. There's no older woman wearing a crown. There's also no older man. They got one each. Mm-hmm. One man could be any age. One woman could be any age. Zach Braff could have been suggesting she's a queen, which is if I were to have commented on that photo, which good chance I did, <laughs> it would be the queen emoji. I actually I commented on uh, on the picture of her getting the Oscars call, and I think I tweeted. I think I commented queen shit, queen shit, queen cousin shit, cousin of king shit. Yes, yes. and I uh, I so like. She's a queen to me. She's a queen to you. Yes. She's probably a queen to Zach Braff. I think Steven here is uh, is really exposing himself. Should we're gonna finish this, but then we're going to cancel. Write, we're going to write <laughs> Steven a letter. Okay. We're gonna cancel the hell out of this guy. Okay. A fan replied to that princess emoji. There he mm, goes again. Yikes. Pointing out that Zach is forty four years old. <laughs> the fan is named Anastasia Glover. Oh, great. At Zach Braff. You're 44 years old. <laughs> 538 likes. Instagram. And Florence herself then jumped into the comments to clap back Ooh. with this. 
at Anastasia Glover. And yet he got it. Ooh. Okay, symbol. <laughs> that's that's pretty, pretty solid. Okay. Quote, and then he got it. <laughs> Gift courtesy of Bravo. Oh, my God. <laughs> so stupid. Well. Gift courtesy of oh Bravo. Oh, my God. I. Gift courtesy of Bravo. Hmm. Gift courtesy of Bravo. Oh, my God. We're now up to, I believe, five Bravo gifts. Which, by the way, just to just to reinforce, Florence Pugh, absolutely no connection to Bravo as far as I'm aware. Well, lesson learned. Do not come for Florence Pugh about her age gap with Zach Braff, three exclamation points, gift courtesy of CBS because it's <laughs> Judge Judy. <laughs> oh, my God. I hate the internet sometimes. And now here are some options to share the article. <laughs> okay. I'm so inspired to share that article. So let us craft our letter to Stephen oh, Let's do it. Dear Stephen. Is this, good? are you Dear actually, yeah, yes. that's fine with me. Uh, are you actually, what, is there like a link to email him or are you just drafting this in Word or something? I can find his email. Okay. Fucking seconds, All right. Man. All right. Just, I'm not doubting you. I'm right. just wondering if like that was a, a BuzzFeed I'm about to friend feature. him on LinkedIn <laughs> and then bury him. Let's see. Uh, dear Stephen. How dare you? While Googling the age difference between Florence Pugh in parentheses, Midsommar, Little Women. No, Midsommar 2019. Both of which were... Both of which enjoyed theatrical releases in 2019. <laughs> and Zach Braff punked. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> um, well, <laughs> let's see. I could. Uh, it was. Brought to my attention by... Do I write this from the perspective of me? From both of us? Or... I think it should be... I think it should be a, a unified front. Yeah, I think it should okay. be from a like, formal brunch stationery. It was brought to brunches. Should we send it in a, should we send it in a PDF? Yes. That would be uh, way more intimidating. Brunch noticed that... Can we also lead in with um, from the desk of brunch? Yes, dear Josh. Yes, I've always wanted to uh, to start something off with from the desk of. Awesome from the desk. Now we got to look up formats and shit. We can deal with the formatting later. From the desk of brunch. from the desk of brunch, dear Stephen. Hold on, let's put his. What should we put his full name in this? Yes, for sure, dear Stephen Laconti. We don't dislike this guy, by the way. This is this, we're not we're not dogging this guy. We're just 
Hey, we're just we're, we're setting the record to, straight. We're right. we're both writers ourselves. Yes, I it's li- important for us to get the facts straight. I like when writer to writer, somebody's like, "Hey, they ran a thing that you wrote, and there's a dropped word there. I want to fix that as quickly as possible." Mm-hmm. Dear Stephen Laconte, while googling the age difference, uh, should we do a hope all, all, this finds you well or something? I don't want to do a hope all as well, but I think that I think hope uh, people love people, people love like being found well. Found well, yes. yes. We hope this finds you well. While Googling the age difference between Florence Pugh, Midsommar, Little Women, both of which enjoyed theatrical releases in 2019, and Zach Braff, Punked, Brunch discovered what may have been a misinterpretation of Zach Braff's intentions. In the story titled, Florence Pugh had a blunt response to a fan who mocked her age difference with Zach Braff, you, or someone using your account, wrote that Zach Braff commented on Florence Pugh's photo with a princess emoji. However, upon exhaustively inspecting the standard emoji set offered by Apple, we found that there is only one crowned emoji each for men and women. Therefore, there is no... Hold on. There is no possible way to conclude that Zach Braff used this emoji to refer to her as a princess more than he would... Be re- for, I'm going to rephrase that. There is no possible way to conclude that Zach Braff uses to refer to her as a princess more than he as would... As opposed to... Ra- as opposed to? Rather than... Uh, <coughs> to refer to, refer, uh, to refer as a princess rather than a queen, duchess... Or any other crown adorned royalty. Also, where did you get those gifts? Would like to use going forward. Best brunch. There you go. P.S. If you take suggestions for stories, Harry Styles' new. New album. Album. What's that about? <laughs> Fine. Would love to read about Harry Styles' Fine Line album. Okay. Now, we're going to do the practical thing, which is we're going to put it in an envelope, we're going to lick it, and we're going to go to bed. <laughs> We're gonna sleep. You know sleep that thing. It? You you never never send an angry email. You you sleep on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I don't think this is angry. It's not angry. It's uh, it's constructive. I think this is constructive and nice, and it's going to. I maybe maybe I got some bias in play here. I'm guessing that Steven's a young guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking a lot of young writers. I'm just gonna this is gonna make you sound like an old guy. Don't lot, do the research. A lot of young writers could use some improvement mm-hmm. and some help. I don't know if Steven's Steven could be a great writer. Let's read some of his I other mean, stuff. <laughs> we're not perfect. I'm not I'm a dying at Courtney writer. Cox desperately trying to get Monica on the friends character Instagram filter. Okay. All right, let's spend a second on this. Okay. If you've ever been on Instagram lately, you've surely seen friends trying out those new fancy filia, blah, 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 blah. Well, one of the most viral of these, which friends character you filter, you know, lots of people have been doing it, including Monica Geller herself, a.k.a. Courtney Cox. 
but unfortunately for Courtney, she could not seem to get Monica as her result, no matter how hard she tried. And you just got to assume every time I take a breath, it's gift courtesy of NBC. In a video she posted on her Instagram page, appropriately with the Friends theme song as the soundtrack, Courtney goes through the multiple, blah, 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 but the filter keeps getting blah, blah, blah. First, she got Rachel, which she was all hmm about. Then she got Ross, which threw her for a loop. On her next time, she got Joey, which she didn't seem to mind. Mom, that character was an idiot. Then came Phoebe, which she wasn't expecting. It was a friend's thing. There are six options. How could she not have expected Phoebe? If it was like she got Tony Soprano, that would be very unexpected. On her fifth attempt, she got Chandler. Could this be any more frustrating? Yeah, she could get Tony Soprano. I like Steven as a writer. In the end, she finally got Monica and all was right with the world. Finally got Monica, Courtney wrote on Instagram. Thought I was going to be ugly naked guy for sure. Hashtag identity crisis. And then she posted, I don't know, I think this is separate. And there's a picture of her and Matthew Perry. Okay, so we like Steven. Steven's he's got a, a good writer. Job. He's got some chops. Yeah, he's, he's hitting the important subjects. So uh, keep, keep on that grind, Steven. All right, um, shout out, Steven. Want to pull him? Let's, let's <laughs> see if we got. Does he, have any, does he have any 1917 content? Stephen LeConte has 2016. I can just tell by looking at him. He's, he's just a nice kid. Okay. Associate editor at BuzzFeed, formerly Clickhole and The Onion. Ooh. So he's got a sense of humor. He's okay. going to like this. So okay. I, I, I feel better that he's got some Clickhole. It is and funny the Onion that like, he uh, came from those sites and now he's, he's doing, doing this stuff. I don't know. They're, they all, it's again. It's all it's in all that jobs, entertainment man. stew. It's all in the... A listicle is no different than uh, a shit post, right? It's just That's a true. dumb way to, yeah. to, to spike some old base seasoning on your brain for a couple <laughs> of seconds. That's all it is. That's it's fair. It's all it is. Well, let's get to the Oscars. We're going to get back to the Harry Styles stuff, but okay. let's get to the Oscars. Um, the nominations came out this week? Nominations came out this week. Um... We're gonna we'll we'll do stuff. We'll do videos or podcasts or whatever you want about the, the the movies and the awards and such. I would say the big news is Uncut Gems not nominated for anything. Anything correct? Completely shut out. Yeah, that's crazy. crazy. I think that that it was deserving of a Best Picture nom and a Best Actor nom. But I haven't seen um, I haven't seen Pain and Glory, Pain and Glory, and I haven't seen the two popes but a lot of people a lot of people's biggest complaint was the two popes being in there jonathan price being in there yeah. but as somebody who saw the two popes yeah you like the- i gotta say man no problem with jonathan price being in there okay he was i mean great the joaquin phoenix i'm fine with mm-hmm. uh leo definitely adam driver definitely so I'm okay. It was the most predictable thing in the world, though, that like if Adam Sandler was snubbed, everybody was going to be like, oh, what the fuck? Adam Sandler was snubbed because everybody's rooting for Adam right. Sandler. And all, all people want to talk about is that Adam Sandler can act seriously from yeah. time to time. And I think it would have been very interesting and very, uh, very good for the Oscars, honestly, had Adam Sandler been there up for best actor. Like yep. that would have been a very intriguing storyline. So I'm bummed that we're not getting that. But I can't be outraged about Adam Sandler getting snubbed because this was such a good year in such a stacked category. And I thought that he was great in Uncut Gems. And if he had gotten nominated, I would have been like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But 
There were so many other good performances I've seen too. Too many dumb things in award shows that now basically I just immediately check was the was the one that should win uh, nominated. Like as as long like I rate I was like Laura Dern and Florence Pugh were nominated for best supporting right. actress, right? Okay, few. 1917, Little Women, uh, The uh, uh, Parasite, Marriage Story, those were all nominated for Best Picture, right? Yes? Okay, good, few. Uh, and then you just you just go through there. There's obviously, there's always going to be snubs, and I, I historically hate snub talk with sports. I think it's the ultimate who gives a shit conversation. Yeah. To be like, this guy is batting 331. So what? He doesn't have a, a good OBP. But this guy's team is in second place. So how are you going to put this guy over this guy? It it's means more. It means more for like the movies, though, with like, Oscars agree. and stuff. Right, like, yeah, if I you will can, do if it. You, with... If you can slap like Oscar-nominated actress, yeah. on a on a trailer or something, that makes yeah. that makes a whole lot of difference for these people's lives. Uh, the bigger one for me was Aquafina not being nominated. Uh, that for was the farewell. That was surprising for me, but uh, she wouldn't. She wouldn't be my favorite but i think that she's deserving of a nomination yeah i think she should at least be in the category i haven't seen i gotta say i haven't seen harriet so i don't right. know about i haven't seen harriet or, or judy yeah and uh either. renee but zellweger is the i'm just gonna assume to yeah i'm just gonna assume that renee zellweger deserves to be there because she won the golden globe and she's the heavy heavy favorite to win at the oscars no uh taryn edgerton won the golden globe not nominated for best actor I was pretty surprised by that. I understand that Best Actor was going to be pretty loaded, but it's again, it's hard to say when I haven't seen, um, when I haven't seen friggin' um, Pain and Glory. Right. As long as I mean, I would have lost my mind if uh, if like De Niro was nominated in instead of these guys, but. I don't know. Yeah, and like when you only got five spots, you got you got limited bullets to use, and there were this. I mean, there were so many good performances this year that it's. I mean, I thought that Taron Edgerton was uh, was really good, but I would nomination wouldn't, worthy. I wouldn't put him over the the people that got nominated. I would say nomination worthy, but a lot of nomination worthy stuff was going to lose out in any other year. This year, nomination worthy in any other year. I'd so say I, I guess the two. I think the the two things are there needed to be ten nominees for Best Picture because you can do that, right? I believe so. Yeah, you there, go there's, up to ten. Yeah, and there's nine, and this they year. didn't. They went with nine, and honestly, Ford versus Ferrari, good what movie, <laughs> not worthy <laughs> yeah. of a nomination this year. The Irishman, not very good in my opinion. Definitely not. Even if 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 you like the movie. Not worthy of a nomination. I'm fine with this it being year. there, but like, I, oh god, I'd be mad if it won. Um, and Joker, not worthy of a nomination. But I mean, you still you got Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Jojo Rabbit, 1917, Little Women, Parasite, Marriage Story. I'd be cool with any of those winning. Didn't I, even mention Knives Out. Yeah, yeah. I think so. My my initial guy reaction was uh, take out, um, take out Joker and take out. Ford versus Ferrari and replace those with uh, Knives Out and uh, and Uncut Gems because like Uncut Gems and Joker are the same movie for me or like in a lot of ways where it's like this very suspenseful, very unpleasant, very uncomfortable watch. I think that Uncut Gems hit the uh, hit sort of more marks for me than Joker did and was uh, was better written. Yeah, 
and uh, so I, I think that it was possibly even better directed. So I, I would put Uncut Gems in there over the Joker. Yeah, I, I think the Joker was more was more dependent on a uh, on Joaquin Phoenix's performance. Oh, totally, totally. Um, and the big one, the big conversation, lack of uh, women nominated for best director. This was. I did some reading up on this. I did some reading up on how the voting happens and shit like that because I, I do think that there was a major snub in best director for women. It's not what everybody. Everybody's mad about Greta Gerwig. Greta mm-hmm. Gerwig, I think, was in the the five to seven ish uh, range this year. But I thought that Melina Matsukis was like top three. But nobody's talking about her for some reason. Um, anyway, uh, they just need to expand the best director to either seven or ten because if they expand it to seven or ten, then that does away with the problem. Even like, because I I feel like does it though? I feel like <laughs> you, would, Gerwig, you would assume so. I feel like Gre- Greta Gerwig was probably like sixth or probably. probably seventh, and that's not to say that like she's the sixth best or whatever, but it's like that's where she fell in in the voting. See, and and if it's just five and all five are men, then it's I mean it's literally a hundred percent. It makes you think that like no consideration is being given to women, right. and I don't know. Maybe I maybe I have more faith in people than I should but I have a hard time thinking that people watched Little Women and were like I'm not giving Greta Gerwig yeah, like, a single Greta Gerwig. Right. especially when it's nominated for Best Picture she had to and, right. and uh, Best best uh, Adapted Screenplay yeah it's, for me like I, I get why people are mad and because like this is a systematic problem and yes. it's happened years and years and years this particular year in this particular instance I'm not that mad about it because like if I had to pick two out of the three categories where I would want Little Women nominated, yeah, it would be uh, best adapted screenplay and best picture. Okay, and because uh, like I really like the movie, I don't know how much of it was like was like Greta Gerwig same, nailed this. Same, same. I like. I think I, she nailed it in the writing, and I think she nailed it with like her her interpretation of the story and the like the the twist that she gave on it and the ending that she put on it. And like I, I'm, I absolutely think that she was a great director and made a lot of this happen, and that's why it ends up being it deserved, in the best picture that, c- I, category. I think that she should be in the conversation for, because, in the sense of that movie ruled, nominated for everything, right? And, that, and you see that happen all the time. If it's just a movie's really good, it gets nominated for best actor, best actress, best director, blah blah, and they just kind of put this blanket like Oscar thing over it. And I think that this well, movie was good it, enough to deserve that. Yeah, and a lot of the times it is difficult to separate. Like, well, this movie's fucking awesome. It's up for Best Picture. Or well, it's the best directed movie. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, it's it's also difficult to be like, well, if it's in Best Picture, shouldn't shouldn't the director kind of, like, be right. pretty close to being being nominated for Best Director because they just directed one of the best better movies of the year? You would think so. So, naturally, people who haven't seen the movies are going to decide... Well, it deserves it more than this. It that's deserves it more than that, and that that stinks. <laughs> so, I think that I mean I know we're we're just two dumb white guys, but I mean we can at least give our perspective on what we think it was better than, worse than. So, Sam Mendes for Nineteen Seventeen, Bong Joon Ho for Parasite, Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Martin Scorsese The Irishman, and Todd Phillips for Joker. I would say that Mendes and Bong Joon Ho were the two best, and they definitely deserve to be in there no matter what. Also feel strongly that Tarantino should be in there. But after that, 
the four and five spots, I think, totally should have been up for grabs. And I would definitely take Gerwig over... Again, I'm saying I would take Matsukis over Tarantino, Scorsese, and Todd Phillips. But again, for some reason, nobody's talking about her. Uh, so if the conversation is going to be about Gerwig, let's make it about Gerwig. I would take Gerwig over... Scorsese for sure, and over Todd Phillips for sure. So it's those those last two spots that I think easily could have gone to Gerwig. Yeah, or... I think that's that's fair. Like uh, I, I think I think you called it uh, the Scorsese like the lifetime achievement. Award. Totally, it's it's. But totally he was that. there was no he way he was be, never going to be there. Scorsese should be punished for the Irishman. Not award. He you shouldn't reward him for that movie. You should be like, dude, you're so good at making movies and you didn't make a very good one. Bad job for you. So I, I he's liked, Tom Brady. I like old and he did and he's done great things and he didn't do that great recently. So we can say bad job. I see yeah, I don't I don't like saying that because that's it makes it sound like I didn't like The Irishman. I, I liked The Irishman. I thought it was a pretty good movie. I liked it more uh, than you did. I but, didn't. But I know, I know that. But Scorsese, not his best work. There are some like glaring flaws in this movie and like and it's what four hours long so and did you see any glaring flaws in little women no not really no yeah and so, that goes back I'm to the director to- i'm totally on board with scorsese not being nominated for the irishman all right how about todd phillips i, I again like I, I think that like i would take the safty brothers over todd phillips right and i think that- oh so so that's i stupid to have not said that like gerwig is in a group of noah bombach uh oh noah bombach i would put brothers, in there for sure uh other uh, the, the, the Taika Watiti, I would put in there. Like it's crazy that yeah. he didn't get like Taika Watiti. Like uh, I would definitely say that he should be in. Yeah, Jojo uh, Rabbit. I gotta say, like Jojo Rabbit, and this will be my biggest argument for Jojo Rabbit being on on like a higher tier of Best Picture. Is yeah. that like Jojo Rabbit was the hardest movie of the year to make yes. out of any of these categories. Agree. Like it is such a sensitive subject and it's approach in such a unique and, and different so way. Yeah. And it's super light, but also like it's super light while also being very serious and having like serious narratives to it. It was a very complex movie uh, that was amazing and like hit all the right uh, tones and things like that. So Taika Waititi, I think, should have been nominated, and not a lot yeah. of people are talking about like him as a snub and best director. Yeah. So I would put, I mean, in that who should get the four or five spots again? I'd say like three to five, because uh, I, I think in some cases, like I'd say that like Waititi was better than uh, than Tarantino. I'd give him that. Um, yeah, maybe. But like Safty Brothers are there, Gerwig's there. Um, there's a good there's a good there's a good chunk of people i would say those people should i would be, say those people could have easily been in there yeah right um dern and pew both up for best supporting actress dern is the heavy favorite i am very happy they're both nominated and that one of them is going to win i think dern probably is going to win but i would go pew dern's role was a lot smaller but pew's was a lot easier to knock out of the park I, I'm very cool with either one of them winning. Best supporting actor is basically everybody who's in The Irishman and Brad Pitt and Tom <laughs> yeah. Hanks. Um, I, I'm curious though. Like, uh, I mean, we're running through. We've been running through like the the bets and stuff. Yeah, and uh, and betting on the Oscars is is very interesting and very fun. And it, I I think like one of the better things that you can bet on of yeah. the year if you have 
if you know the, the field. The odds are crazy. The odds are insane. Like, betting on anything else is like a pistol, and betting on the Oscars <laughs> is a shotgun. Yeah. It just got such like this heightened, this this massive wide spread yeah. where like so, some of the odds for for best picture, like something that's a one in nine thing, or let's say uh, best director, something that's one in five. There are five things, and one of them has odds of over two thousand. Yeah. Like that's crazy. Best picture. Uh, we we talked about this before the podcast. I was uh, when I was reading up on how voting happens. I found that uh, I didn't know that how they picked uh, best picture. They do it like. A lot of sports awards where you just rank all of them, and then they take the one, whichever one has the most. First if place if votes. one has the most first place votes, if one is fifty percent of first place votes, then that then it gets that. But often, case fifty percent of them aren't going to just all vote for the same thing. So that's where second and third place votes can help you. And if it's a very crowded, packed year, then Los Angeles Times put it this way: the least disliked movie. Can yeah, be the like, one that wins, like the 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 one movie that gets consistently ranked highest. Right, right. So the before I looked at the odds, I thought, all right, the I, I was like, I'm gonna find out, what, I'm gonna determine what the three least disliked movies are, then go see what their odds are. And I said, 1917, Parasite, and Little Women would be the three that are the least disliked. 1917. Odds. I would throw Jojo Rabbit in that in that as well. I okay. feel like everybody's like Jojo. But I feel Rabbit. like Jojo Rabbit is more like consistent fourth and fifth place votes. That's fair. Yeah. And I also think that it, uh, especially for Oscar voters, yeah. where that's like not typically a movie that it falls under like the best picture right. guidelines. I think that's fair. So 1917 is plus 190. Which, if it were sports, that's great. But <laughs> right. That's the thing. Like, if you bet on sports, you're used to negative odds. You're used to, like, right. minus 150. Minus like, 105. It's minus, good enough. Right, yeah. Yeah, like minus 115 or something. So and this is plus 190, which is $10 wins $19. Yes. Um, Parasite is plus 400, which is, in sports, that's unbelievable. Yep. Little Women is plus... 6,600. That's insane. That's the second worst odds. I'm not doing the bye, bye, bye like <laughs> thing, but if you want to bet on something, like that is. Little Women is a very if you got, like, difficult an extra movie. $300 kicking around and you want to change your life. Little Women, man. Yeah, well, Little Women is uh, is a very, very likable movie. Totally. I could see Little Women getting second and third place votes across the board and a ton of first place votes but i i also think that like you could also sort of put it in the jojo rabbit discussion where like, like does this usually win no but like in the uh is it is it going to to hit like people's two or three spot or is it always going to oh, hang out around no like, i think it's i think it is yeah you think i think so i think it's going to get top three votes consistently really? jojo rabbit i don't think so jojo rabbit i loved but that's pretty wild. And then Ford versus Ford. You want a dumb bet? <laughs> Ford versus Ferrari. You want to waste your, you want to throw your money away? <laughs> Put down $1, you win. Wait, $1 would win $75? Uh, uh, let's, let's do the, the math. So $1 would win $75, and that would okay. be a massive waste yeah. of $1. Because <laughs> yeah. that's, that is absolutely not winning. Yeah. like in And so this is why I, I feel really good about the, the Oscars this year, because... 
Uh, I really liked Ford vs. Ferrari. I, I thought that it was a very fun, a very enjoyable popcorn movie. It's I would be mad if it won Best Picture um, because there's so many other great movies. Oh, yeah. But... Like, I, I don't dislike any of the movies in the category this year, which I can't say last year. So uh, that's, a, that's a positive thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, not, not going to be like, uh, uh, like, I'm not going to be pumping up the, my selection, like 1917 or Parasite, and dumping on other movies in the process. Right. I'm just going to be saying my personal opinion. I like these two more than the others. So last year we had to really go in on this movie fucking sucked and it should not be in here. Right. Oh yeah. All the movies that were nominated for best picture other than, uh, the Irishman were Mm -hmm. good movies. Mm -hmm. So, and I still, I like the Irishman. I'll disagree with you on that, but all right. Well, we never, we'll, we'll get to 1917 in earnest. Uh, I guess in a future episode, but I realize we haven't like broken down no. 1917. But that that movie rules. That was like it's, it's, it's top it's top five anyway you slice it. But there are several like ten not several, but there's like at least three or four like ten point zero zero out of ten movies this year. Um, you just saying that made me think of of this. Um, I brought up after I saw 1917 that generally. There's a lot of movies that are worth getting nominated for Best Picture. And then like three to five that you're like, I'd be cool with that winning Best Picture. Like I was fine when um, Shape of Water won Best Picture. Same. And everyone was freaking out about it. And I was like, no, that's like a Best Picture quality movie. I wasn't mad about Green right. Book. Yeah, same. Like this year, there have been, by my count, 10 movies that legitimately could win Best Picture. And I would say, good that that deserves it. Uh, no particular order. Parasite, Queen and Slim, Little Women, Knives Out, Midsommar, Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Jojo Rabbit, Last Black Man in San Francisco, Uncut Gems. Takeaway there, as I say that, is Last Black Man in San Francisco got pretty heavily snubbed. I would say. Yeah, this was. I mean, like that's not a surprise. It feels like one of the best forgotten movies right. of, of 2019, which is a shame. As long as like the Lighthouse didn't get a bunch of shit. Right. Uh, yeah. Instead of it, you know. Um, but then, I would say one's worthy of a nomination in like a normal year would be Ford versus Ferrari, and that ties back to that of like in a different year, Ford versus Ferrari. I have no problem. I see it this year, and I'm like, ugh. But well, it's just a bummer this year because like there are a it's few other movies instead of that, other yeah. A plus like winning deserving movies. Uh, Loose. Did you ever see Loose? No. It's good. Uh, Lighthouse, The Farewell, Joker, Ad Astra, I'd even say. In a past year, if that were nominated for Best Picture, I'd be like, yeah, fine. It's going to lose, but whatever. Peanut Butter Falcon. Um, and then even like Rocket Man, which isn't that good a movie. I could have totally seen in like... I mean, last year, if Bohemian Rhapsody didn't c- come out and Rocket Man was up for it instead, I'd be like, yeah, okay, whatever, cool. Probably shouldn't win, but... Who knows? But that, I mean, that, that just shows you, though, the the depth that, that this year had. This was an insane I can't year. believe that. Uh, I don't think Ad Astra got nominated for anything either. Like, uh, people are forgetting about that great. movie. great. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I can't believe it didn't get, like, cinematography or, like, production design or whatever you want to say. But, like, Ad Astra was a fantastic-looking movie. Uh, and, you know, uh, it wasn't my favorite 
but like it was a I thought it was a good movie and it looked great and Brad Pitt was great and it just seems like there were so many great movies this year that Ad Astra kind of got forgotten too. Yeah. Okay, uh last thing. Kerber Enthusiasm is back this Sunday. Mm-hmm. Are we excited about that? Um not like I'm No gonna, one's talking not about Not like I'm going to throw a party excited, right. but like I'm I'm You're going to check it out. I'm glad that it's I'm going to have something cool to to watch on Sunday. I don't know if I'm necessarily glad. It was bad last season. It was bad last season. So I'm afraid that I'm afraid, know, like, I'm like, like you want to see Tom Brady play another 15 years <laughs> and like go two and 14 every year, then you're gonna think like, hey, Tom Brady was the best quarterback for part of his career. Yeah, and the rest of it. And I do so, think, like, do you want to water it down, Larry, or or what? Like one, gotta, of the, one of the best things about Park uh, Parks and Rec was that like you could say that Parks and Rec was never bad. Yeah, never got bad. Yeah, um, you can't say that about Curb Your Enthusiasm anymore. But like, I'm not ready to to, to write off Larry David yet. Definitely after one not. bad season, right? I I just wonder though. I feel like the, it it wasn't panned enough that I don't think he knows that last season was bad. I think I think it was more of a case that like everybody was just so excited to have Kirby enthusiasm back after such a long uh after such a long period. Right. that everybody was willing to ignore that it was bad. So, with this being the second season after the hiatus, mm-hmm. if it's if it's not good, I think people are going to be more critical towards this one, Ooh. but also they set the bar pretty low with what they came back with last year. So, it's not a bad strategy. We're going to recap it all next week on The Buzz.
someday I'll up and fly.